This week, I ruined Jason's life with musical recording artist Dessa. Oh, Dessa. We had a good time. That's all I have. Cue intro music. Welcome to Ruin My Life. I'm Jason Edwards. With me as always is... Kelsey Goldman. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. It's so, Monday, you know. It's Monday. Monday, fun day. Mon... Mm, no, not so much. Not, so, not much. so much. Sometimes, but not this week. Not usually. Not no, usually. No, not most, not most Mondays of the year. Not most Mondays. I mean, even if it is a Monday where I don't have to go to work, it's usually Monday recovering from hangover. Monday. Yeah, it's like, wish it was Sunday... That's my fun day. That's my fun day. Just another manic Monday. That's what I was going for, yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. My I don't have to run day. So this is the podcast. This is the podcast. <laughs> this yeah. is our podcast. Our what podcast. are we doing this podcast? Um, We're talking about one of my favorite um, musical artists, Dessa. And what, what was the general idea of this podcast? Though? Oh, the general idea of this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> this is the podcast about forcing people, forcing the people you love to to like the things that you like. Yeah, because that's what friendships about, right? It's about sharing things that you love so much that's ruined your life, and you love it so much you want to ruin your friend's life. Mm-hmm. And you and me are friends. Yeah, we are friends. I think that's fair to say, right? It's fair to say. That, yeah, that's fair. I think we're I think we're friends. And so today, as you've said already once, you have you shared with me a thing you love. Which is the music of Dessa. Uh, and I'm so excited about this episode because we're talking about one of my favorite subjects. Music? Hip-hop. Hip-hop. Hip hip-hop music, the poetry of the streets. The poetry of the Minneapolis streets. Oh, yes, yes, because Dessa is a member of the hip-hop collective Doomtree. Doomtree. Of, of Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Which is in Minnesota, which I definitely knew before now. <laughs> I definitely know which states are in this in the country and where the cities in them are. Totally, totally. So yeah, I'm very I'm very pleased with this because I I love I love I love hip hop music. I know I sound like I'm being sarcastic now because he's I can't, not actually being sarcastic. I, I, no, he I, really I, does. I, I have trouble expressing sincerity, but this is a true thing. It's it's hard. You have to really know Jason to understand when he's being sarcastic and when he's that's not true. being that's sarcastic. A, that, that's, that's a problem. Um, but I think it's important for the, the, the purposes of this discussion to know that that was my entry you, into into pop culture as a whole is hip hop music. You really do love hip hop music. I do. In seventh grade, that was how I got into music. Really. Really. Yeah. Seventh grade was my latest in a string of many years where people in my school did not like me. I mean, I was listening to Cher and the Dixie Chicks. That's great, That though. was my seventh grade. That's great. Were you, <laughs> were you popular because of that? No. <laughs> I sort of got into hip-hop music as a very misguided means to attain some sort of what I guess I would call now um, cultural cachet. Okay. Where at the moment, but at the time, I'd probably say, like, what can I possibly say to these people that will make them know I'm a person too and that they can talk to me and one day uh, second semester of seventh grade I dropped a factoid on my friends not friends, friends uh, classmates quote unquote friends I, they were trying to remember what the name of a particular ludicrous song was oh gosh and I said I believe it's called Rollout <laughs> and they said what did you say <laughs> and thus began a long history in my life of being the um, awkward, boring-looking white guy who drops unexpected knowledge of rap music on people. Okay. Uh, I did that last week, actually. Did you? At my temp job. Uh, I, yes, I did. I can. <laughs> you, you can pull that trick for many, many years when you look the way that I do. Yeah. Look, so the, the the listeners at home can't quite see my face. Yeah. I imagine a lot of you know what I look like, or you can you can probably guess my my basic look based on my voice and personality. Yeah. I'm very white. Very white. And when you are as we're white... Bo- we're both very white. We're, bo- we're both very, very white. We're both very I, aware I mean of that this. in the most, um, like, factual, objective way. Yes. We're very white. So even, like, from seventh grade until present day, when people find out I know two lines of a Drake song, they sometimes go nuts because they don't expect it. So, I mean, this is important to establish in, in this, this episode, though, is that I have a real... I mean, even beyond that, that's... 
I have a real fondness for rap music, and that's yeah. sort of. And I my... think uh, my my particular fondness for hip hop came in a very roundabout way. Um, in so that... how how did yours come about? I mean, how I I have I like poetry, uh, and I think uh, that, that is. Um, I'm already so bored. Oh, I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. But that is where my my fondness for for hip hop came in. It was much later. Like as I said, I in middle school I was listening to Cher and the Dixie Chicks, and but I I I kind of found a love for for spoken word poetry and in, in the late years of high school and the early years of college. Um, Man, I don't know. I like I like wow. words and I like the way people use words, and and that was a thing that I found. A little bit later in life, but um, how did you get? How did you go to like spoken word poetry performances? I mean, in there high were a college? couple of my first couple years of college that I went to and was just really like moved by my one of my my sophomore year roommate Christina was sort of into it and and sent me like a couple of um, shout out to Christina. Shout out to Christina. Because his sophomore year roommate. His sophomore year roommate, still one of my very good friends, who will be here in a couple weeks. So hopefully, you might meet her. Me or the listeners? Um, not the listeners. I mean, maybe we could maybe get her on the podcast. Well, yeah, put put the write that down. What, <laughs> what that is down. she into? Um, she is into conflict resolution in sub-Saharan Africa. That would be a great episode for us. <laughs> I think that'd be very good. Um, yeah. So she'll be here in a couple weeks. But you, you, Jason, might meet her. Um, she's cool. Um, yeah, she lived with me and Stephanie sophomore year of college. Stephanie. Friend of the podcast. Friend, friend of the podcast. Stephanie Walker. Stephanie Walker. Um, who's going to make us read a book. We've mentioned that twice now. I know. And it really makes it seem like we don't like reading. <laughs> we do like reading. We're just not good at it. <laughs> I'm okay at it. You're okay at I'm it. I'm a little better than you. Uh, you're a little better than me. I'm not great. You're not great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I just, I sort of, I got into like written poetry in, in senior year of high school um, just through like AP Lit and stuff, and then in freshman year of college, got into spoken word poetry through friends and and through um, performances and and videos and that sort of thing, and then sort of discovered a whole. I mean, I, I there was like hip hop that I liked before then, just because that was in the in the zeitgeist. Like what? I don't know, just what was on the radio. I know you're a big fan of Cameron's uh, seminal classic, Hey Ma. Hey Ma. <laughs> What's, What's up? up? <laughs> that slide. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't like I didn't know it, but I, didn't, I don't think I really got the nuance of it until later. What do you think, and this is not really relevant, but I want to bring it up anyway. Okay. Uh, how hard do you think it is now to teach a, a class of, of AP Lit to high schoolers? Probably super hard. Do you feel like, like, can you get through a single class without someone going, AP it's lit! It's lit! It's lit! <laughs> it's lit! <laughs> Um, and, I, and I'm with the teenagers on that, by the way. That that's so funny, and I would do it every every class yeah. period if I had that opportunity. Yeah, it I mean, must, I, it must I be kind hard. of want you to teach an <laughs> AP Lit because of that. That that's been my um, uh, shout out to Jesus Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's been my 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 goal is to open a uh, used bookstore in in it's called it's Prospect lit. Heights called It's Lit, <laughs> where I sell literature. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd be it's like a soft humor. Yeah, it's, it's fun. funny, so, yeah. sort of. Sort of. People see the sign and go, uh huh, uh. For like maybe five more years. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good for a small business in, in yeah. Brooklyn. Come on. Yeah. So um, you were into you were into spoken word poetry. Yeah, I mean, is, and like into the, I like I thought it, it was really cool, and if I had been more talented, I would have liked to pursue it. Like, I just want to point out, it's not very cool. It's not. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah, I think I, I always had an interest in the way people use words and and, and words, how, words, words. And how and as, how, as the bard would say. Um people put words together to, to and, and how they relate to each other. I don't I don't really know how to explain it, but um uh yeah, I think that was sort of what got me into into hip hop in, in a more roundabout way and that and that I wasn't listening to like necessarily top 40 stuff but stuff that mostly my friend christina introduced me to okay and so how did, how did you get to dessa and the works of i guess the doom tree collective um christina turned out to be a major major player in this episode. uh she and i both followed this blog that that year 
that had posted it as part of like a sort of video roundup uh, posted the uh, Dixon's Girl video. Um, mm, okay. And Which is a Dessa solo track from her first album. Yeah, from her first album. Her first full album, I should first, say. First full-length album. Um, and she sent it to me. She's like, I think you would really like the thing that Sarah posted in her blog today. And I was like, okay. So I went and watched it, and I really liked it. And I downloaded the rest of the album, and I really liked that too. And we just sort of snowballed from there. The track that got me the most was, was Bullpen on her first album, which is sort of about being a being a woman in the in the hip-hop mm. industry mm. which i just i i mean didn't necessarily connect with because i don't i'm not a woman in the hip-hop industry but, no, but like you are a woman in, in but the I am world a woman large, in the, which is in the world in many ways uh um uh similar to the way the it's a it's a very it's an it's analogous i guess is the word i'm looking for the way the world at large treats women is yeah compared to the way the hip-hop industry treats women yeah and i and i i i really liked that and like what she was saying and and how she was saying it and mm. and that she was sort of approaching a very serious subject with a with a, a little bit of humor but also a lot of um gravity a lot of gra- gravitas gravitas as it were um and not a small amount i would say of swagger yeah Swagger. That's that's a word that I can't say as a white man. Yeah. Uh, you can say a little better than I can, but you. Um, swagger. So listeners, please hear me say the word swagger and imagine <laughs> a person with some degree of, um, swagger <laughs> saying it. I I kind of thought when I first listened to Dessa, there was this this sort of weird combination of like, hip hop and like Atlantis Morissette <laughs> that I really appreciated. <laughs> I guess I can, especially um yeah I guess I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who grew up listening and, and liking Jagged Little Pill, like being a very formative part oh, of my uh, okay. this, this part is, of my musical. This is good. I didn't know this um, about you. That's good to know. Raising. That's important. Jagged musical. Little Pill is a big album for people, and it knowing, is knowing it's a big album for someone is a very important uh, piece of the puzzle. And like not in a way that I like necessarily connected to the like what was being said well, on yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. like the the musical yeah. sounds that yeah. were being made. Yeah. Um, resonated with me. Um, Do you think there was anything in particular about Dessa's first album that you connected with lyrically, aside from what we've already talked about in sort of a grander, grander sense? I mean, just I, I liked track? I liked the way she used words. I liked. Okay. Um, my favorite song on the first album is probably Dutch, which. Mm. I mm. I liked a lot, like the just the the sort of like stacking of things yeah. that happens in yeah. that song. I really like really jammed to when I first heard it. Um, Dutch Dutch and the bullpen are both very very lyrical songs, and she's a very lyrical writer. Obviously, mm-hmm. she's got a lot of um, I'd say probably poetic influences in her in her writing. Yeah, and those two are very like stacked heavily with not much melody but a lot of a lot of rhyme very strong like rhyme yeah. and lyrics and and it's very it's very yeah. well well written yeah and i and i think i i particularly liked those when i first listened okay. to it so it's, it's maybe less of an emotional connection so to speak than just an an, an aesthetic <laughs> yeah appreciation of the way she uses words yeah and i think i think that was part that's a lot of the thing that connects me to hip-hop that i like in general it's not necessarily like an emotional connection to the content but like an aesthetic connection yeah. to the yeah. to the way that words and and lyrics are used hmm. but i think that can probably be said for a lot of the things that i like in general like okay. I, I appreciate a lot of things for aesthetic or you know whatever the auditory form of yeah, that whatever. is i gotta find i gotta look up i gotta pull out the thesaurus because i'm gonna use the word yeah. aesthetic a thousand times in this podcast um and then i i that's like what brings me into something and then eventually huh. i find you know deeper connections that's with interesting it. but um because i'm very much the opposite way yeah and i realized listening to dessa that when i think this may be um a larger thing for uh nerdy white people like myself nerdy white men who can't actually relate to the lyrics of hip-hop which are um a lot speak a lot to the um issues that re- like people who were in a different social world and just a, a different like you know just a different sociological area altogether like, it's yeah. a whole different world they're describing and it's, it's it's not something i can relate to directly yeah but people me and people like me like this music a lot and so we listen to it and there's a at least for me like my my relationship to music isn't always aesthetic like that it's mm-hmm. always it usually has a more emotional connection mm-hmm. and i imagine i'm not i imagine there's lots of people like you but i imagine there's also lots of people like me yeah so that there's a sort of 
in order for us to enjoy this music, there's sort of a, not a distancing effect, but there's a translation going on between us and the music, where I hear lyrics that people are saying about things I don't really relate to exactly in reality, mm-hmm. but the emotion behind them is something I can always relate to, like, because everyone in the world feels put upon or feels like they're struggling against something or feels like a need to overcome something. Yeah, and I think I think yeah. that was... Like, that's something that I relate to now in her work. Like, but what got me in the first place was her, was the, like, the, the, the rhyme and the, and the lyrical aspects of a lot of the songs. But, like, I know, um, one of the songs on the first album, uh, Crew, really, I, I connected to that in a, in a, like, like, you know, everyone has their, like, their family, their crew, their crew outside their, their, you know, actual blood related family and I and that that was a song that I connected to the same with with bullpen and that it is about women and it is about um because crew is about is about doom tree is about doom tree is about doom tree um it's funny it's a very sort of goofy like old school almost hip hop trope to have a song about your your crew and the people you you hang with and the people you work with yeah and it's it's almost out of place in her album which is very otherwise very indie hip hop where it's not really about that sort of same Mm -hmm. Uh, those same tropes and um, yeah. like themes. Yeah. So here that come up is it, it's charming in a way, but it's also a little bit off, not off putting, but it, it it's different. It surprised me the yeah. first time I heard it. Like, oh, this, this is this is a this is a crew love song. Yeah. Drake has a song called Crew Love too. Yeah. His is, is a little bit uh, not as good. And I think <laughs> I think I I appreciate when when people who are technically solo artists like reach out to the people that have helped them yeah. become what they are yeah. um i like that a lot um haven't you always wanted to be part of a collective yeah i've always wanted to be part of an artistic collective like yeah. for 10 years and now i've been trying to i mean we could start one, one right yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we could we just need the problem is getting other people to really get on board and stay on board because mm-hmm. i've been in at least one or two situations where i've had a group of people who were all working together for something yeah and then people just sort of lose interest. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing to me that people like Doomtree, which is like maybe at least ten people, right? Yeah, I mean, of, I think it's fluctuated since the beginning, yeah. but, um, but there's there's a lot of producers and rappers who are all part of the same team who have mm-hmm. been working, you know, together not constantly or yeah. all the time, maybe, but like on and off for the past like ten, fifteen years. Yeah, which That's I think it. is yeah. you should listen to the False Hope CP just because, like, I think you would appreciate the collaboration that happens. Mm, yeah, I, I want there. us to more. Um, Doom Tree stuff in general. In general, one of I, them, I think Sims just put out a new album. I've made it clear I, re- I really enjoyed Dessa's work. I, I, <laughs> for the purposes of this of this discussion, I listened to her first um, LP, A Badly Broken Code, yeah. and her second or no, sorry, her third, her second, yeah, because her she okay, she, her she second full length. She album. had the remix album. Then she had her second full length album, Parts of Speech. Yeah, and then there was a remix album. The Cast of the Twin is after Parts of Speech. It's before Parts of Speech. Is it? And then there was Parts of Speech re-edited, which is another remix album. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing right now looking on Wikipedia, so I'm not trying to say I know more about Destiny No, YouTube. no. I, I I think I just ended up downloading, like, singles and <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. like, Caster the Twin. Um, That's a real issue of the LimeWire era of music downloading. Yeah. Where you basically went online and grabbed whatever you could, and if it was yeah. mislabeled, oh well. I mean, I was never... Uh, um, a limeware person, as it Oh, were. you got your music legally. I did. Oh, I was well. a weird person like you that. Might, you think you fancy, don't you? I think I, I fancy. Now you think you fancy. I super fancy. Um, I think I, I loved that album a lot, and I remember just waiting and waiting for a, a new album. And when Parts of Speech finally came oh, out. Oh, just, just, just waiting every, every, every night, just... Before you went to I bed. mean, there was like there was a few Same. artists that I was like, I just need a new album from this person. <laughs> you kneeling by the bedside, just the please, palms please. together, please, please, Dessa, please, Dessa, give me a new album. That's how I feel right now, Dessa. Please. Yeah, it's been four <laughs> years at this point. You should just she just released a single, so I'm assuming another album really? is forthcoming. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, Quinine, it's good. So I sort of talked about how. The issue of relating to lyrics is a big thing for me, especially mm-hmm. in, in rap music. Mm-hmm. And in Dessa's first album, the first time I listened to it, I was not super into it. I sort of had trouble connecting to it in a certain way, mm-hmm. and I didn't know quite why that was. Mm-hmm. And I recently, um, actually just uh, yesterday, actually, I was listening to, the, I re-listened to the first album again. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was trying to figure out, because I prefer the second album, yeah, Parts of Speech, which... Mm-hmm. 
has more singing in it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a musically more mature album. Yeah, yeah. then there's more melody involved yeah. in it. And I mm-hmm. like melody, and there's more guitar, and I like mm-hmm. the way guitar sounds. She's and, she's using a lot more instrumentation. Which is very lame, mm-hmm. but I like guitars, yeah. um, which I just do. <laughs> but, but, there, but there was it wasn't just that. I knew there was something else to why I couldn't quite mm-hmm. really fully embrace the first album, and I was trying to figure out what that was. And I was listening to the first album, and I think I, I, think I was on, actually, either the bullpen or maybe Dutch and it sort of like broke through for me in a way that I realized that oh I, I can't I'm not I'm, I'm putting a resistance to this because I can't picture myself saying these words and it's not that every time I listen to a song or an album I like I'm imagining myself singing it but that that sort of level of connection is what I need to really enjoy I a song I think that the first album is very female and I think that's, that's the thing that's a part of the reason I really enjoy it yeah and, and I and I knew that like part of me knew that like, like you can't not like this because it's a woman rapping you yeah. have to deal with this yeah I, so think- I, I really sat down and sort of just tried to like push through that yeah i think that's part of the reason i really like it it's a very it's a very it's it is a rap album from a female point of view and i i really like that Mm -hmm. and i think that was one of the first things that helped me embrace it and i do think that the second album is less like that but but if you're coming off the first album you still hear that and i think there are still there are still aspects of it um I don't know. I also I also enjoy like the storytelling aspect of of Dessa. Like I think yeah. she has a very narrative voice on the first album and on the second album. I think um, more so. The first album is more specific, and the second album is I think a bit more general. Yeah, which is why I was able to more relate to it immediately. Yeah, but um, I, I I do think yeah. that um, Badly Broken Code is is a very a very female album, and I appreciate it, that, and I yeah. and I like that. Part of the reason why it took me so long to get into the first album is because I'm so not used to hearing a female voice as a rapper. Yeah. I mean, there's very few. I listen to a lot of, like, mainstream, you know, not that great rap music. <laughs> and there's a lot to be said about that that I won't get into right now. It'll be on the other. There's there's, there's plenty to talk about. It's a whole there, genre. There'll be so other episodes. <laughs> yeah. but, but one of the only major voices right now in rap music is someone like Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Who is unique in that she is a very, very successful, very versatile female rapper. Mm-hmm. But she, and, and the kind of like Dessa, she also has songs she raps on, songs she sings on, and her singing yeah. voice is not the best. But it's okay. It's the, I, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. I'm not, dis- yeah. I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying it's yeah. not, it's not. Like her rapping is, is what makes it more, it's yeah. more entertaining and more, yeah. is more unique. But what what's interesting about Nicki Minaj is that she almost sort of has to play this game of not seeming that that independent almost. Yeah, and I think she, she has to she has to put herself out there as a sex symbol just to make her more aggressive uh, lyrical songs that make them palatable. Because it seems like otherwise people might, if it was just a um, a female rapper who was just rapping like a like a like the same way a male rapper would, they might. Yeah be a little bit put off by it. And I think the great thing about Nicki Minaj is, like, Nicki Minaj realizes that that's what she has to do, and if you've heard her speak about it, she's... Nicki Minaj is a huge feminist and huge, and, like, um... And talks about how there's so many double standards in 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 music and in the world in general, and how that's what she has to do to be recognized as an artist. That's sort of why I feel... I really sort of admire how well she plays that game. Mm -hmm. It's a... It's sad and gross she has to do it but yeah she's very adept at it yeah and so but that if that is like it is sort of for me like your just generic image of what a female mc is someone mm-hmm. like dessa who is just a person yeah presenting music the way a person would without any sort of overt sexuality is it's jarring yeah it's it's really it's different it's not what yeah. you normally hear. And i love it <laughs> it's great I, I think i should make it clear i think it's a great thing it yeah. just it gave me some it was challenging for me to get yeah. to get through that. I'm glad. What I'm saying is I think I did. Yeah. I think I, I had a breakthrough. And this I think this might be our most successful episode to date. And that you learned something about yourself. I think I had I think I had a, an emotional <laughs> and mental and um aesthetic I had an aesthetic breakthrough. <laughs> an artistic breakthrough. Put a pin in it. Put a pin put a pin in put it. A, put, a, put a little gold star next to Jason. Gold star. Name. I did it, guys. Yeah. I enjoyed a woman's album. Yeah. I'm the best. I'm good. He really is good though, you guys. I'm, I'm very good. Um just, you're one of the, the, the most like aware 
straight white guys I know. One of the good ones, I think, is what you said once. One of, one one of the, of good, the ones. good ones. That's, yeah, that, one of the good ones. That's going on the uh, it's going on the CV. <laughs> On the old resume. One of the good ones, Kelsey Goldman. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, that's one of the things I love a lot about about a Bradley book, a Badly Broken Code is that it is it is a, a an overtly female point of view album, mm-hmm. but not like in a way like just as a female as a person, as opposed to like what people think a, a woman is. Yeah. Um, and I and I. I love that she did that in the first album. It it definitely separates it from the False Hopes EP, which you haven't listened to yet, but no. you will, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you. Um, <laughs> but I I like that is like I feel like that established her voice for me, and then um, parts of speech definitely established like what she could do musically. Right. So parts of speech, um, she she does sing more on that. She does sing more on that. Fr- the first song is is mostly sung. Yeah, but she has she holds on to that what, that. what is technically the first song in that? Album? The man I knew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the songs, they, because they all still have that sharp lyricism to them, so mm-hmm. they're just a very mm-hmm. well written and lyrically very precise and 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 dense and smart songs. Yeah. And her voice is so expressive. It's mm-hmm. like I sort of alluded to this a minute ago. It's not the most technically a uh, skilled voice but i have a real soft spot for rappers who double as singers with limited range yeah uh, kid cuddy is one of my favorite rappers and he yeah. is has almost a second career as a guy who makes not very good rock albums well kid cuddy released uh, an album uh under the name wizard which is a pretty it's, it's an okay like rap album with some yeah. rock and pop undertones yeah. and this year he released uh, speeding bullet to heaven but number two, number two. <laughs> yeah. speeding bullet to heaven which is his sort of 90s nirvana unplugged grunge tribute album okay uh it's oh it's awful <laughs> it's so bad he has skits beavis and butthead on the skits. skits don't put skits on an album no don't put skits on an album no if anything, Dessa deserves praise just for not having skits on her album. No, any, any Watsky, did that, skits, Watsky did that on one of his albums, and I was so mad. Skits? Yeah. Man, no. Don't put skits on an album, guys. I, I don't, I don't, I, I know you I can't. You want to have not, skits, just put them on YouTube. Just don't put them I'm on I'm not qualified album. to come in here and tell, you know, the entire rap community what to do and not to do, but I think we can all agree <laughs> skits are not good. Skits are not good. You listen, you listen to them once, maybe. Maybe. And then you delete them forever because they're not funny, and they throw off the whole like you can get them out there in the world without putting them on the album (laughs) like yeah we get it mike epps is very funny we can watch a stand-up anytime we want you don't need to put him on the album please don't put it on the album mike epps please focus on your own career (laughs) what are we talking about Uh, dessa parts of speech speech. second album we talked a lot about a badly broken second album second album is really good it's a lot more it was easier for me to connect with right away because it's a little bit more it's still like i said still has that very very unique point of view yeah but the songs are a they're more they're more sung yeah so they're they're more like like I think they're more traditionally composed yeah in that they have a sort of like chorus yeah I like, was gonna <laughs> yes I was gonna say they're more like indie pop songs almost but they still yeah. have but the, the music is still very hip hop influenced it still yeah has, the, the the beats are are mm-hmm. still there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just there's more like I said like melody in both the the singing and and the the music itself has more there's more guitar yeah like, a, like the music is a little bit more full yeah whereas badly broken code is a little bit more violins and and drum beat and that's about yeah. it yeah and I, I didn't see her in concert until after parts of speech came out i saw her on that tour it was a great concert and and i i like pretty much everything she does but did, i, I did do, do think did she do skeleton key skeleton key is my favorite song oh, that's my favorite song too <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> skeleton keys. I think. I think because skeleton key is the combination of that wonderful lyrical yes. build and the orchestral right um, yeah. thing that she's doing and a lot of the other things. I think it combines both of those things yeah. super well, and and that's why it's it's so enjoyable. It's like the album is. I was almost say it's 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 heavier is the word I would use. Mm-hmm. The music is more prominent. And it's a little bit more aggressive, and it's a little bit more atmospheric. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first album is very atmospheric, but it's more reliant on her words to get that across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second album is like, it's, 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 yeah, there's more, there's more music. But I do, I do think that Skeleton Key uses her, like the building uh, lyrics shit, more than a lot of the songs on that album. Yeah. Can I ask you this? Because I feel like, I mean, usually I would ask this sort of thing. If I was trying to bridge the gap between 
us on an issue, but I think we both really enjoy this artist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, not on the same level as you do, although we both have the same favorite song. So, yeah. you know. There's that. But I want to ask, like, because part of the way I think the way you and I maybe enjoy music is not quite the same, mm-hmm. I'm getting the impression. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the way I enjoy music for me is based on the way I emotionally connect to a song and the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, how it, that's useful to me in a moment. So in, I would say, what mood are you in when you listen to Dessa, when you decide to put a Dessa album on? Like, what is your impulse or how are you feeling at, at that time? I mean, I think I... I in, it, it's more of an individual song thing. Like, if I'm going to put Dessa on as a whole, like, I'm usually in a kind of, like, fight authority mood. <laughs> <laughs> in, yeah. in a, like, yeah. fuck everything mood. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, I use some of her specific songs to get me, like, psyched up for stuff. Like, Bullpen, okay. is, is, Bullpen is on my, like, workout mix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It it is when I'm in a in a heavier in a heavier place in my in my head. It's not like my you know lighthearted, you <laughs> yeah. know music. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think it's 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 music that gets me like psyched up and and sometimes like when I'm in a kind of you know <sighs> depressive place, there's certain songs that I just use to sort of sit in that place, which ne- mm-hmm. not is not necessarily good, but sometimes it's what I need. Um, I think it's fine. Yeah. I think there's um, a lot of, I mean, that's, that's basically the, the main reason I listen to the Mountain Goats. Yeah. <laughs> just like in, in they're, I'm they're like, I know I'm not. Like you sit in that place. Gonna want to leave the house and, and I'm not gonna want to talk to anybody, you know. I'm gonna listen to Sound the Bells from the, <laughs> you know, that, oh, which, that is one, a, which is a mostly song song. That one's so good. Um, It's real good though. You know, and, and a, a few, and like Into the Spin from like the, the the more song slow songs really get in my head in a in a like yeah. emotional way and yeah. in, in that like this there I relate to them when I'm feeling kind of heavy. Into the spin specifically, I remember thinking it sounds like a song about some sort of emotional episode. Mm-hmm. Was it a long climb, quick um, fall, something to that nature? I'm but quick to decide. That's yeah, it. That's like, it. Yeah. <laughs> You, you, uh, you climb forever fire, and then I you think. fall really fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is how it goes. Yeah, I do think we do sort of consume music in different ways. Well, it's um, interesting because I, I, I said that not two minutes ago. Yeah. But the way you described how you listen to some of Dessa's songs to sort of pump you up and like yeah. build up your, build yourself up basically. Like, you get, get my blood flowing, get my, up, like, like, you know. You have like a job interview set. Yeah. Like that, that's what I, that's why I listen to a lot of rap, rap music in general. Yeah. And a lot of the rap music I listen to, as I said before, is not as well-written, maybe, or is um, in, in line with my political views or yeah. views in society as Dessa is. Yeah. But it all, a lot of rap music is, is, is in the form of boasting. That's sort of the, the poetic form of a lot of rap music. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, and I, I have a problem with self-confidence in a lot of ways, so that music is an is a important thing for me to like sort of get my confidence up and build me up if I need to like do something important. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's... Uh, I'm surprised to hear that we have that sort of in common, actually. Yeah. I would not have guessed that based yeah. on what you said a minute ago. But Dessa also has both sides of that, where you also... You sometimes need music to build you up, and sometimes you're in a place where you just want to... You want to wallow in it. You just want to wallow in it, yeah. yeah. And Dessa, had, Dessa serves both needs, which really yeah. makes her almost the perfect musical artist, in a way. I mean, to me, she is, like, the perfect musical artist. I would say those are the two extremes of why I listen to music in general. Like, and, and if she serves both needs, that yeah. makes her, like, full service. Well, because I have 11, a, 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week. <laughs> I have a, a very wide-ranging taste in music, and I think, like, be- because of the sort of, I don't want to say experimental, but, like, the, the range of, of styles that she sort of yeah, plays yeah. with, like, she meets a lot of my, like, both aesthetic and emotional needs yeah. in music. In one artist, and that is is nice. <laughs> yeah, even after I only heard the two the two albums, uh, her two main yeah LPs, I I can see that yeah. between those two alone. I don't necessarily like not connect emotionally with music. Right. Like I think yeah. you, you can ask Katie and Jen who saw me at the Dixie Chicks concert. Oh. Like, I do I do emotionally connect oh, with I've, music. I've seen, I've seen a video from that concert. <laughs> it is not pretty. I was I was crying a lot. A lot of, a lot of open mouth, ugly crying. A, a lot of ugly crying. But like that is like if I had found Dessa or if Dessa had existed um, <laughs> when I was like 12 or 13, like I think I would have a whole very different emotional relationship to that. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I think because like a lot of the music that I like, I mean, I, and I do emotionally connect to some of her songs, but it was secondary to the sort of aesthetic connection that I made. Um, I think it's just that that I come to things emotionally first. Yeah. If a song hits me emotionally, I will pretty much overlook anything, any, any failings it has. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I just think we maybe come to it at different, at different angles. Yeah. Because I, because I it, usually for me it's the opposite way. If I if I appreciate a song emotionally and it really gets me hooked, I think I want to listen to this song over and over again because I'm yeah. really sad right now. Yeah. I will hear more of the the different aspects of it I wouldn't hear on first glance. I'm I'm trying to think of like a, a song that I've connected to emotionally like in the past like four or five years like that I don't like I think most of the songs that I connect to emotionally first have been like in my formative years. That, that that's true. That's yeah. sort of how it is. You can't really and a lot of times if you're listening to music as in like I'm gonna I, here's a new album that's come out I'm gonna try to try this and see what it's like and explore it. You can't really. It's hard to connect to songs emotionally just if you're. If you're like trying to. to listen to it, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had to like because you've been introducing me to a lot of new music, and I've had like I have to like introduce it into my. Well, thank you. I, I am very cultured and interesting. Thank you. It's <laughs> nice to say. Um, introduce it into like my rotation, like <laughs> sort of organically, in that like I add it to my like really long shuffle for like a certain month and then it will go like within other stuff that i already listened to listen you don't gotta explain nothing to me i listen to the same four bands over <laughs> and over again like, giving me new music is the hardest thing in the world it's it's a real active effort to yeah, incorporate I, new music into that rotation like you I, said i mean to be fair i like listen to the same like i probably have maybe 10 <laughs> 10 artists let's, that let's, I listen let's hear to. some of them what are they dessa uh matt nathanson Oh, yeah. I always yeah. forget Matt Nathanson's like your favorite dude ever. I really love Matt Nathanson. I always remember that whenever I hear Come On Get Higher on the radio. Yeah. I think, wow, really? Yeah, I mean, that is by far, like, that's his, his most I successful know, I know, song, I know, I know. but I think he has better songs. I've, I've always been okay not liking popular music. Especially I mean, I mean I'm, I'm okay with it. You're just, you're just missing out. Am I? Yeah. When it's not enjoyable, it's always fascinating. What do you mean? Pop music? Yeah. Even if you don't like it, it's always amazing to go, wow, millions of people love this song. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I really like Taylor Swift, which is, like, not a cool thing, but... It sort of fluctuates based on what month it is, whether it's cool or not. That's sometimes true. It's, it's cool, sometimes it's uncool. That's true. Sometimes it's racist, sometimes it's, like, anti-patriarchy. So it really depends. Like, <laughs> it depends on, the, on the week. Really, yeah, really fluctuates. Um, but, like, I grew up in that my dad really likes country music and that like i actually listened to like a fair amount of country music growing up i think country music is the ultimate example of if you don't even if you don't like it yeah it's fascinating yeah i don't listen to a lot of modern country music. i got into taylor swift through country music well so did most of america yeah and she just kept, she just crept up on us i like taylor swift i'm okay with admitting that I mean, 1989 is a really good album, okay? That's a good album. That's a good album. <laughs> but as I, I mean, I, she's I, no Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, okay. That's, that's all I'm getting at. <laughs> and she and Carly Rae Jepsen is very, is very private. She yeah. goes through heartbreaks in, in, this, in a This podcast way. loves Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, we do. We support it. We love her a lot. Get that emotion the B-sides if you haven't got e- it yet. Emotion. Emotion. Gotta get that B-side. Side, is it side B? Is that how the I actual think, album is? Is it side B? I don't know. It's good though. It's, it's, good. it's just it's it's pure sugar right into your heart. Right into your heart. But so we as a nation right now are in a very liminal space in terms of how we're viewing Taylor Swift right now. <laughs> liminal space. We're at the we're at the threshold of a new era of Taylor Swift. I don't know how it's gonna go. You know, I think she's gonna take a break. She's gonna come back. Maybe she it'll could be probably good. use a break. She's never really taking a break. Could use a break. You know, she can retire to her Soho apartment for I, a while. Does she live in Soho? Pretty sure. Oh, it's so close to where we are right now. Yeah. Oh, man, we could be friends. No, she wouldn't like us. She's our age. She wouldn't like me. I can I can tell you that right away. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Do you think she's the kind of person who like, hangs out with other women? Yeah. Like, a lot, though? Yeah. Based on what? Her Instagram? <laughs> I don't follow her on Instagram. Do you follow her on Instagram? I do follow her on Instagram. Let's take a second to break down the lyrics of Taylor Swift's 22. Just for a second, because I want to get into you this. You mean how she's totally bisexual. Oh, so we've already discussed this. <laughs> not on the podcast. No, we have not. So at least the character she portrays in 22 is bisexual. Definitely in love with her friends. Let's, in get, that. let's get into it. 
So the entire song is, is directed, not the second person per se, but it's, it's directed towards another another character in the song who is a woman, clearly, who is like her her female friend. Yes, totally. And they're going to they're gonna dress up like hipsters and make fun of their exes. Uh-uh. Yeah. Ha-ha. 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 And uh, I don't know about you, you, the woman in the song. Yes. But I'm feeling 22. Yeah. And that's how it goes on for a while. But then like the post-second chorus, the, the breakdown is, I gotta have you. I gotta have I you. I gotta have you. And it's very much about making a romantic mistake with somebody. And I think we're meant, we're maybe meant to infer that she's suddenly talking about a man. Are we? But there, there, there's no reason other than like the standard like heteronormative conventions of songwriting in the pop music world that you would think that. Yeah. A, a straight a, a straight reading, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A pun not intended, <laughs> of that song would would indicate she's clearly like at least sexually interested in her friend. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. And we all need to appreciate that 22 is, is a song about bisexual experimentation. Agreed. Uh-oh. 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 Is that noise in that song? I think maybe. She, she's done that I song like so many times. Like, I, I feel like it probably is. I mean, Red is a really good album. I, I like Taylor Swift. Red's a good album. I also really like Dessa, which is what this podcast is about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got a little off track there. <laughs> Man, I forgot about um, Dessa for a second. Man, Dessa's great. Dessa's I great. Dessa. Yeah, and I, th- I think that, like, what I was saying for the reason I like Dessa is that she feels like all these, she, she checks all these boxes in my musical, it's rare to find my musical that, needs. It's rare to find an artist that can fill that many needs. Mm-hmm. So would you, would if Dessa were to tour here in New York... Again, would you come with me to that definitely, concert? Definitely, definitely, yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. I think this is our most successful episode to date. Like, as far as introducing something? Yeah, because I'm definitely going to incorporate parts of speech into my normal rotation. Nice. Uh, by the broken codes on the on the computer. Yeah. It probably won't make the concert rotation, but, yeah. like, parts of speech, like, hits me hard in some places. Yeah, after like, Skeletons and Key, like, what do you connect to? Like, An- Annabelle, I don't, like, one, one... I don't. I don't one on one relate to, but it's a very beautiful relatable song. Yeah, I think uh, haunting is a is a, a, a adjective that I would use a lot describing yeah. some of her songs. Yeah, exactly. which is a, a thing I appreciate. Um, it's also part of the reason I really like Halsey. Halsey is that? It's very popular last year for like a hot second. Did she do New Americana? Yes. Oh, Kelsey, that song is terrible. I don't necessarily like that song. That, that's her song. Is that I didn't That's know. Her big the thing song. Is like, I don't listen to the radio, Jason. So I don't know what's popular and what's not. Well, you need to get with it. I'm sorry that you don't like. You heard it here first. Dessa almost as good as Halsey. No, better than Halsey. <laughs> is Dessa on a song with the Chainsmokers? Who the fuck not are the yet. Chainsmokers? <laughs> they did. A, they have a song with Halsey out right now. It's called Closer. I don't know. They had a song called Selfie. It was the worst thing ever. That sounds terrible. It came out two years ago. It was god awful. And then this year they started releasing actual good songs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that upset you so it's much. A, I, I, I don't know why I'm so upset all of a sudden. It's just it's just, it's a, it's upsetting when someone twists your perception of them in such a way. I'm so sorry. Dear Marie is great too. Mm-hmm. On on parts of speech, the yeah. uh, the Des album, not the, not the Halsey album. Yeah. There, there's not a song called Dear Marie on the Halsey album. Uh, there could be. I don't know. I have the Halsey okay. album. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, sure. Stephanie gave me a song from the Halsey album that wasn't New Americana. It was something else. And I was like, oh, I like this. Give me the rest of the album. Stephanie's a pretty major player in this episode, too. No, when Christina and I lived together, we lived in a suite with Stephanie. And, and another another girl named Christina. <laughs> It was Stephanie and Christina and me and Christina. Other Christina, friend of the podcast? or oh, We haven't talked to her in a while. But okay, not friend. Enemy of the podcast. Not an enemy. Just You're going down, other Christina. <laughs> you're not You're not going down. Don't Bam, worry, Christina. shots fired. Don't worry, Christina C. I still love you. <laughs> She's probably not going to hear this, right? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, you ain't got nothing. It can be hard for me to listen to a song when I know someone else really, really relates to it. Mm-hmm. That's another reason I had such problems with uh, Badly Broken Code is yeah. a friend of mine um, who first introduced me to the music. Like I saw I saw her singing along to the uh, children's work, the first song of the album, which is a very personal song. Also a good song. Great, great song. I think I don't relate to it as much as some people could. No, but, um, but that song is very specifically about, I think. About like siblings. About her and, and, well, siblings, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we don't relate to that. Um, and In my head, that's a very Bellamy Blake song, but... <sighs> 
That's another. Um, this episode, we were doing so well this episode. We're doing so well with no. Now I gotta delete the whole thing. No, the hundred episodes. You can you can uh, delete that um, anything. Anyway, children. So Park. is so I'm sorry. So is um, is Octavia the the tiny sage and Bellamy is her handler? I think so. Okay. I think it's just it's very much about being an older sibling. Not that I would know, but like like Bellamy and Blake and Octavia. Yeah. From the hit 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 show hit hit, com- hit comedy on CW. <laughs> Not a comedy. The hundred dare dare to defy. That's gonna be an episode. See, I'm just gonna drop hints all all in every episode about the hundred episodes. Laying laying the groundwork for future episodes. And that episode's gonna be like three hours long. <laughs> oh, the hundred episode. That's a that's a that's a two parter at least. It's a two parter at least. It's the basis of our relationship. It is. It's the origin story. <laughs> the origin story. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. No, I, I, yeah, Children's Work is not an episode that I super relate to because I, like you, am an only child. Mm-hmm. But anyway. O- only way to be. Only, only way to be, right here. Because I heard that song before you introduced me to Dessa. Mm-hmm. Because I downloaded that, I downloaded the Badly Broken Code album like five years ago. Really? Yeah, because I, because I, my friend was singing along this this song and I thought this sounds really good I should listen to this yeah and I got through that one and um, poor Atlas from the first album also I, really I was like, like that song. Ah, I'm good yeah something about relating that song in my mind so strongly to my friend yeah made it hard for me to really get into the song and take it as my own no I get that I get is, that which is the thing I have with other music acts too like yeah. um, Morgan loves this artist Jason Anderson who is like a Basically, a Bruce Springsteen type type act, mm-hmm. and I tried to listen to it, but all I can think of was like, "Wow, Morgan loves this and really relates to this." And yeah. for some reason, that made it impossible for me to take it as my own in a way. Yeah. Where sometimes, like, you hear a song, you take ownership of it, and yeah. emotionally, anyway. And I, I do think uh, I, I agree with you in that, like, I a lot of the things that I like, like I was the person who introduced my friends to that. Yeah. In that, like, I took ownership of it, and and and. It's harder for me to do the opposite thing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it can be hard to enjoy new music if you don't discover it in your own way mm-hmm. sometimes. Because the way a song hits you the first mm-hmm. time you hear it can really impact the way you mm-hmm. think about it for the rest of your entire life. Mm-hmm. So just hearing it as like, oh, I think you really like this. Like, yeah, okay, I'll try it. Well, and it was like, I was in a coffee shop the other day and four or five seconds came on. Oh, by uh, Kanye West, Rihanna, and Paul McCartney. Yeah, and I and it had been in my like various Kanye rotations that you since you have given me all the Kanye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that that will be a later episode <laughs> in which we talk about Kanye. Um, but it was work. like because it was in like my normal day to day life, like it was like me experiencing it mm-hmm, and not yeah. you being like listen to this like yeah. does that make sense and totally, that, that like i i felt like i appreciated it in a different way in that like i'd come across it in a natural way yeah no i, I totally yeah. get that if you hear a song like half muffled at a on a rooftop at a friend's party for example mm-hmm. and you it really hits you in that moment yeah that will stick with you forever and yeah. whereas you've heard the same song and like it at, sitting at your desk yeah at your laptop while you were browsing twitter yeah it might not impact you in the same way even mm-hmm. though it's the exact same song the way it hits me in the first time i hear it is very very important how i'm gonna mm-hmm. feel about it for the rest of time basically yeah to the point where i sometimes will put off listening to albums like i still listen to the new frank ocean album i haven't either it's been out for like three weeks now but i know it's it's also like it's that th- in particular is like an undertaking right because <laughs> like the album the, the the auditory album is different from the visual album oh yeah and then there's the it's, zine that we can't even it's read. a whole thing because when when channel orange came out it was like oh it's this guy i've been following on odd future for like a year now this will be cool but now it's been four years and frank ocean is this towering cultural figure and i know yeah. that when i listen to blonde i'm gonna have to have an, an opinion about it damn it i'm just not ready to, to to take that into myself yet yeah and like part of me like i i agree with that like necessarily want to have to have an opinion yeah i mean i guess like, really because we're not like music reviewers or cultural influences in any way yeah um, fingers crossed maybe soon who knows uh rate and review on itunes um so we don't actually have to have an opinion on it yeah. but there's that there's but that, you feel like you do yeah, especially you do. if, if yeah. it's a thing that you introduced your friends to right and like and you, you mean know? i like like for the past two months i was like hey when's that new frank ocean album coming out it's coming out any day now i'm so, so I'm, excited so when, when, the, when it came out i was like 
I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too much. Yeah. This way, like, I, I appreciate when... I, I don't actually very much like the trend of, like, I'm going to drop the whole album once and no singles and everything. Like, I like when there's a single and I can sort of, like, ease myself into it, like getting in the shallow end of the pool. <laughs> like a warm bath. Like a warm bath. Bye. But, but then Beyonce comes along and picks you up and throws you right in the deep end I of the pool. I don't like that. Beyonce, get get away. Beyonce. I didn't say I wanted to I mean, I love you, Beyonce. Yet. Don't get me wrong. I but I'm, like, still an album and a half behind on your, I, your like various. three albums behind on Beyonce. Really? Yeah, it's bad. I just—I—I I, I I just started listening to Lemonade. Why? Because I had a friend tell me I shouldn't listen to Lemonade until I saw the the, the visual album. Well, I haven't. You can't I have, see it anywhere. So what am I gonna do? I haven't watched the visual album, so you I, should listen to Lemonade. I know. I was. You should. You I, should, I should listen, listen to, to her last three albums too. But we consume music very strangely. Is what I'm getting getting out of this. What's up with us? Because we're we're in New York and we don't listen to the radio. Yeah, I don't listen got... to the radio unless I'm in the car and Come I don't on. drive ever. And I and I have satellite radio in my car, so if I'm driving, I'm listening. I'm I'm bumping that alternative 32. Oh yeah. That, that's actually 37. That bridge. That bridge. 70s classic rock. Yeah. 60s mellow folk rock. Margaritaville. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, never that. Never that. I'm bumping NPR one. I do like NPR. Uh, uh, PRX. The radio Radiotopia. Remix. Radiotopia <laughs> with Roman Mars. I'm bump. That's actually about it. Yeah. And then I'm also listening to the pop radio stations. I'm like I don't have a car, and when I am oh, home, rest in peace. I really don't have a car now. I don't even have a car. Like, did you car have a name? My, I don't have a car. Did, did it have a name when it? My old car's name was Neville. Rest in power, Neville. Rest in power. <laughs> Um, I don't have a car, but when I'm home, I'm listening to like the local NPR station. You're right. Yeah, because we're super white. Bra- <laughs> Braving your local pop stations when you're home is is a is a oh, it's a it's a nasty thing. Yeah, you will hear you will hear especially if your home is below the Mason Dixon line. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which both of ours is. Yes, you you will hear either um, uh, you'll hear a lot of a lot of Christian rock. More so in your in your case. Yes. Um, yeah, well, um, you live in Kentucky. That's got to be a big um Yeah, CCM but, like, state. I live in the biggest city in Kentucky, so there's not... Like, there's a Christian... I'm pretty sure there's a Christian rock station, but I don't know that the uh, the local pop station pay, plays a lot of Christian rock. No, the, the, not the pop stations, but there's a lot of Christian rock stations. Oh, yeah. Saying. Oh, yeah. 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 And the pop stations are all owned by Clear Channel, so they, they would never play... I mean... Anything else? Did we have the conversation where, like, I was introduced to Reliant K not knowing they were a Christian band? Yeah. Have we had that conversation? The same thing is, it's the C.S. Lewis strategy. Yeah. You you hook hook them with the fun stuff, and then, uh oh. Oh, wait, Jesus. You realize, uh oh. I didn't didn't, didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for Jesus. I'm Jewish. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, if you sign up to be Christian, you can hang out with a cool lion. Um, I'm cool with being Jewish. But Christians have a cool lion. We're the chosen people. Oh, real nice. Real nice. So what's that make the rest of us? The not chosen people. <laughs> harsh. I'm sorry. Very harsh. I'm sorry. So we exhaust all we have to say about Dessa? I feel like we've gone pretty in-depth. We, we did. We just, we, there was some tangents, but I think it worked we out pretty tangents. well. We talked about Taylor Swift. We talked about Taylor Swift, talked about Frank Ocean, talked uh, about Beyonce. I had an emotional breakthrough about women in music. Women in music, I'm yeah. A better, I'm a better person now. I think you are, yeah. You've ruined my life, Kelsey. Oh, thanks. I think this is like as far as like introducing things to each other. This is one of our most successful. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's, it's like because you know, like you know, I'm like an open-minded person who wants to explore things and change and adapt. And you're like, um, like a like like a big a bigoted pervert, basically. You're closed-minded. You have like small. What is that? What is that? What is that? Oh, uh, oh, you're giving me the finger now. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's one finger. Okay. I'm just, not. Just, just one. <laughs> I'm not. Not what? Don't tell the world that I'm a closed-minded pervert <laughs> bigot. Because <laughs> I'm not. I would never say that. Thank you. I mean, I just did. You just did, but um, you but take I, it all back. I didn't mean it. Oh. Don't be a bitch. Don't, he's crossing his fingers. No, Don't what? No, what? No, wow, wow. Uh, the B word, Kelsey? Yeah. The B word? You call me a B witch? Don't be a dick. <laughs> That's going to be my new um, text message alert. <laughs> Just me saying, don't be a don't dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> it sounds like I'm asking a question. 
because that's how um, my voice sounds. Don't be a dick. Maybe. Maybe. That's good advice. It is good advice. Okay, I take it all back. It's what Ira Glass told me in our commencement speech. Really? Don't be uh, a dick. I'd pay a, I'd pay a hundred bucks to get that as my ringtone. Ira Glass saying Ira don't Glass be a dick. It. I'm pretty sure you can. I think it's on YouTube. Um, I, I take it back. I don't want to pay a hundred bucks. I'll get it for free. I think the final the final uh, question is, what would you recommend to me from this uh, uh, this experience? This right. Well, it's hard to, as we talked about, it's hard to nail down a uh, an artist, particularly a rap artist, who covers as, as many as much ground as Dessa does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, I, and I like I said, I don't I don't listen to a lot of indie alternative rap music, which yeah. is more like which the, is which, the kind of rap music that I listen to. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more like to hit those different notes, whereas yeah. um, more mainstream rap, which is sort of what I listen to, is. Yeah more focused um and so you know i'm not even gonna try to fake it and go in the other direction i'm gonna recommend a, a pretty mainstream artist who i really enjoy unabashedly that's fair who is Pusha T. okay my favorite rapper your favorite he's my favorite yeah okay why what it was that i i i was not aware that you had a favorite it's Pusha T. yeah okay he's cool. one half of the rap duo clips is that c-l-i-p-s c-l-i-p-s-e okay eclipse with no e with no e okay. basically and they Sort of came to prominence because they were intertwined with the Neptunes, Pharrell Williams's production group, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that sort of their their rise sort of was tied in with them. But they have a lot of great albums, and the thing about Pusha T and Clips the Whole, but you know Pusha T is the only one still making this kind of music, mm-hmm. is they rap in, like almost exclusively about dealing cocaine. Okay. <laughs> and what's great about it is that you, th- whenever you think like they can't possibly come up with another way to talk about dealing cocaine. <laughs> They do. Great. It is, you know, like I said, entirely unrelatable and in a one-to-one sense. I think of it the way you might think of, like, watching a great crime movie or a great television show about criminals. You might not, I mean, you don't necessarily relate to their actions or want to be like them. But you, but the you artistry appreciate involved, the execution. Exactly. The execution, exactly. The ah, execution of it is what's like great. like a good heist. <laughs> exactly. You don't, you're, not, you're not a robber, Kelsey. No, I'm not. We I'm love not. a good heist. No, I, I wouldn't be totally out of my element yeah you'd, you'd be terrible i'd be so you'd be terrible awful at that. <laughs> i'd be so terrible i would never hire you to steal anything from a casino thank you i think yeah <laughs> but push a t is he started branching out a little bit more recently the ocean's 11 episode coming soon <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen ocean's 11 that's true it's okay, one of my favorite movies on. though anyway push a t he's great he's sorry he, he's branched out a little bit more recently since he's gone solo because he sort of had to a little bit but he still is very much a guy who raps about dealing cocaine and, and everything that revolves around that. I can get behind that. But in, in a much more intelligent... Not not dealing cocaine. I can't get behind that. Mm. Not not on the record. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm glad, you, glad you made that statement. Yeah. <laughs> that might come up later. If you ever run for office. That is not going to happen. Not even comptroller? What does the comptroller do? I don't actually know. I'm having problems with, like, parties. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Politics is not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. Not, all, outside, all, not outside the West Wing. All I see here is spindocrats and repiglicans. Sure. And libertarians. The Green Party? More like the Greed Party. Ooh. You're all on blast. Everyone's... everyone's all political people. Everyone's crazy, except for me. I'm right in the middle, making informed, rational decisions based on reason and not emotion. <laughs> okay, so what do we need to close out with? Um, well, we, I think we're going to say special thanks to Danny About of the Weeping Willards for use of their song Outside in the Rain from their self-titled album. And another special thanks to Carly Sussman for our um, wonderful cover art. Do we have an email address? Should we put an email address in we this? We do have an email address. Ruinmylifecast at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at ruinmylifecast. And, uh, you know, email us if you just want to get in touch at ruinmylifecast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you have any suggestions. Yeah. Want to, if you want to ruin our lives, we are accepting email submissions. Yeah. And hey, and hey, come on the show. Come on the like, show. Really, like, come, we're not doing anything. Come on the show. Please. If you don't want to come on the show, provide written argument. You don't. Points. You don't have to come on the show, but I'm just saying, if you want to, <laughs> you want to come. On we'll the make show. it work. Like we'll I don't make care it work. who you are. If you have a good thing, it's all about. It's all about expanding your mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of stuff out there that we have not consumed. 
I, I hope so. As far as media Life's goes. Life's going to be pretty sad if this this was it. I know. I mean, between the two of us, though, we've seen a lot of shit. Yeah, but there's still a lot out there's there. There's still a lot out there. Like, what if we, what if we make a friend who loves Bollywood? Fuck. That'd be pretty good, right? I mean, I've seen some Bollywood movies. I haven't. Well, okay. I guess that's just me, then. But, I mean, not very many. Only the ones that, like, Netflix is like, you let, watch this dumb romantic comedy. Watch this Bollywood comedy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Do you just do whatever Netflix tells you to do? I do listen to Netflix a lot. Netflix is one of the guiding forces in my life. I think you might need to have a talk with Netflix about the state of your relationship. I just watched a whole series about conspiracy theories. (laughs) Which one? It was called Conspiracy. Okay, that's probably a good place to stop. Yeah. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm Jason. And I'm Kelsey. And, uh, yeah, um... Like stuff. Like stuff. Thank yeah. Thanks like for listening. Like Force your friends to like stuff. Get, you know, friendship is important. You know, or at least make them try it. You know. This is a, this is a lengthy sign off. This is a real lengthy sign off. <laughs> this might be a little bit wordy. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up Can't let them get to me And even though I always fuck my life up Only I can mention me Only I can mention me Only I can mention me Also on the cover of A Badly Broken Code, she kind of looks like Claire Cordry. She does look a little bit about Claire Cordry. You can see her, right? Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Claire Cordry. Her hair all in her face? Yeah. I, Wait, I about the broken code or, or parts of speech? About the broken code. What, oh, uh, when she has the hair up. Yeah. Yeah. She does a little bit. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, you can see her, right? I can see that, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah, out to Claire. Shout out to Claire. You look, shout you, out to Claire. You look like Dessa. Like